Well, it's Diana Gibson. I'm here with Jay Day, and I'm filling in for Tom Whalen this week for their weekly podcast. How are you, Jay? I'm good. It's so exciting. You know, we all miss Tom when he's out, but you and I get to enjoy sitting in the studio, which we do see each other at the events, and I always enjoy that. Mm -hmm. However, we don't get much studio time. So, you know, whenever this happens, you know, I send the message in. I'm like, okay, I know Tom's out. Um, Get my buddy in there. See See if she'll sit in the studio with me, and we can knock one of these podcasts out or two or whatever it is based on how much time uh, Tom's away. And I enjoy doing this with you because I learned so much too. Since I'm a homeowner, actually, you right. know, the bank owns the home, we're paying them back for it. I really want to know what's going on with the housing market because it really does affect your price. Oh, it does. And I mean, you know, for sellers, it's been a great market and buyers also, as much as it was frustrating to get homes with the interest rates the way they were, they were just incredible. So, I mean, the market had good good and bad, but, you know, there was a lot of positives, even for buyers and for sellers over the last, you know, couple of years. Okay. Well, let's talk about the, the second half of this year. I know the first half of the year, we've, we've ended it. Yes. And, and it looked like it was good for sellers, yeah. but how is it going to be for the second half of 2022? Well, and, you know, as we always say, if we had a crystal ball, I'd probably, you know, wouldn't be doing real estate or maybe I would do a little bit in real estate, but I'd probably be gambling. You know, if I had the crystal ball and knew who was going to win all the races and all the other good stuff. But, you know, as we look at it, typically what we're thinking, you know, the first thing is, we have to pay attention to the mortgage rates. Um, and what happens with the mortgage rates is going to all depend on what we run into with inflation. You know, the fun word that we, we don't like to talk about, but it exists. And I mean, we went from seeing gasoline prices in the twos to, you know, five. And now people were excited that there was a four. But I mean, it was not a, a great four. It was, you know, four ninety five, four ninety eight. And you know, as you listen to the radio and you know, if you listen to talk radio, you'd hear stuff. Oh, you know, price or news things, price is down two cents a gallon. And I'm like, this cannot be accepted as normal or or good. People should not be getting excited over saving two cents a gallon. That's just Mm -hmm. not that's just not how it is. So the housing market does get impacted by that. And I mean, this year, though, the rates have climbed over two percent due to the Federal Reserve's response to rising inflation. And, you know, they they actually increased um, increased everything by three quarters of a point. And again, that's not a direct correlation. When they do that, it's for short term loans like car loans, uh, things like that. But it does have an impact on the bond market and the bond market has an impact long term real estate rates. So we've seen a two percent increase, though. And as we know, there is more meetings with the Fed. They uh, some crazy numbers just came out recently. I mean, not crazy to me. I think all of us that are live in the real world that aren't isolated have an idea of what inflation numbers really are. So the number that just came out that everyone said was such a shocker wasn't really shocking to me because if you look, gas is more than 10 percent up. You know, groceries, you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, my God, what did I just pay for this? So, you know, you get a little bit of an idea on that. But until inflation peaks, the mortgage rates won't either, in in my opinion. Now, whether you're buying a home or selling, you know, is it time to make a move? What's going on? And here's really what, you know, what we're seeing. So the supply of homes is projected to continue to increase. So we started to see for the first half of this year, the inventory was increasing, And I used to get into the numbers. I didn't bring all the detailed numbers, um, but they're increasing. However, we're still not back to pre-pandemic levels of inventory. When I last did the podcast with Tom, every single county around us, with the exception of one, still had less than one month of inventory. Okay, So so when people are wanting to buy a home 
and a home goes up on the market or somebody selling their home, how many offers are they getting? Is it multiple offers? Are those offers still coming in where it is really looking favorable for a seller or is it more for the buyer now? Yeah. Well, so it's funny because we've had to adjust expectations with sellers because everyone was thinking, okay, I'm going to put my house on the market. I'm going to have 10 to 15 offers within two to three days. Well, now we're still seeing multiple offers. And again, there's hot pockets. So there, as we talked about in Lake Linganore is one, for example, over there, it's not unusual that you will have, you know, six to 10 offers in the first three to four days. However, in other areas, it now may take two weeks before you start seeing offers come in. But almost every sale that we've had, we do have at least two to three offers. So it's went from an expectation of your home is going to sell over the weekend with 10 to 15 offers to it may take two weeks and we still may have two to three offers. So it's still giving the, you know, the seller a little bit of um, a little bit of an advantage again, because of the inventory. However, we were seeing a lot of people in the past were waiving all inspections. We're starting to see people doing inspections again. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, honestly, if you're spending the amount of money it costs to get a home anywhere in our area, it, it's, it does not make sense to waive it. But anyone that did over the last couple of years had no choice or they weren't going to get their house. Sure. Um, we're starting to see in, in certain rural areas where people are asking for closing help. We're not seeing that in this area specifically, but if you go sort of off the beaten path, you go out into Pennsylvania or more rural areas, rural spots of Washington County, people may ask for five grand in closing help. So we're starting to see things change a little. However, we're still seeing, you know, again, we're still seeing supply and demand issues. There's still more people out there that want to buy homes and homes available. So the homes are still appreciating. They're just appreciating at a lower rate than what they were. And I actually have something here. So home price forecast, and I'll give you some specifics here. So Selma Hepp, who's a deputy chief economist at CoreLogic, she explains why they think that the housing market will still have appreciation, not depreciation, even though things are decelerating. So the current home price growth rate is unsustainable. And higher mortgage rates coupled with the inventory will lead to slower home price growth, but unlikely declines in home price. And there's a bunch of different companies that are out there forecasting things. The uh, Mortgage Banker Association has the lowest guesstimate of what appreciation numbers will be, and they have 2.7%. And it ranges all the way from Fannie Mae has 10.8%, Freddie Mac has 104 but basically, when you look at the average of all of these uh, companies that do forecasting, they're looking at about an 8.5% appreciation in value. Okay, so it's not like 2008. Right. Oh, no, not at all. that was disastrous. Well, and, and what caused that, and Tom and I went into some of this with the, you know, there's no bubble to burst. What created that issue were, uh, one, it was really these mortgages that really were not set to, so basically, the mortgage situation created the crisis, meaning they had these these plans where it was interest only, and then you were going to have to you're going to have to change to paying principal because all you're doing is paying your interest, and the people couldn't qualify paying interest and principal. So what happened is those people eventually had to refi. The value started to change. We had a bunch of foreclosures. I mean, it, that's a whole different realm of things. What we're in now is we had really amazing rates. And this is what is impacting. So during COVID, we had issues with inventory because people were afraid. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew what was happening. Nobody knew what to do. 
Now we've got interest rates that are up and you've got sellers and we've had sellers meet with us, sign with us. They want to sell and then they realize, I don't know where I'm going to move. And now it's not only can I not find a house to move into, now I'm going to be paying a higher interest rate than what I was looking at. So someone who maybe was approved for a $750,000 house may now only be able to buy something at six twenty-five. And guess what? What they were looking at at that higher number was a much nicer house. So now they're having to set their, change their expectations to be less and still make the same payment. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it is. So if you were looking at houses last year and your payment was $3,000 a month, you're in a situation where, you know, now you're looking at what what can you buy for $3,000 a month and you're like, oh my God, this is not the same type of house. And it's not, and it's not going to be. So it's an adjustment that has to happen. Well, it, it is kind of scary. It really is. If you're thinking that you're going to be getting into a home that's the home of your dreams, you sell your home that you've been in for 10 years, now you have to readjust it. So it is scary. Oh, yeah. But um, let's go ahead and talk about the house of the week, which I love seeing. House of the week, and just for you, because I knew it was going to be you and I. Okay. Um, I said, you know what? Let's pick a West Virginia home. How about that? Yay! In what county? So this one is in Berkeley County. Okay. Um, it's 595 Hanshu Lane in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And this is a rare find because in today's market, there's not many fixer upper homes or homes that you can purchase and renovate and sell and make a profit or buy it yourself. So this one is actually a single family home. It's a rancher-style detached home located on just over a quarter-acre lot. List price is only 110000 and it's a perfect fixer-upper. You can renovate it and sell it for a profit, or you can renovate and move in. Also, there's no HOA, and it's just minutes from local conveniences, shopping, dining, commuter routes. I'm telling you, you can't find anything in the Frederick area for 110000 No, not so, at all. So especially a detached home with a yard And again, it needs work. You're not getting normal financing for this property. However, if you want to check it out, you can go to WFRE.com, look up uh, Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. You'll see the house of the week. It'll show you the interior. You'll see all the work that needs to be done. And if you like what you see, you can actually just request a show in right from that link. And um, we'll have an agent ready ready to roll and get you out there. I love it. Jay, is there anything else you want to mention this week? Because I know that you and Tom have your way of doing the show, and I just want to try to do it just the way Tom does. No, the biggest thing is if you're listening to this and if you have any real estate questions at all, you can reach us at 866-702-9038 or 866-702-9038 or visit us online at dayhometeam.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Diana, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me do this. This was fun. Yes, and uh, we'll be back next week with maybe Tom, maybe you. I guess we'll see what happens with Tom. Yeah, with Tom. And maybe he'll bring in some donuts. Uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks so much.